Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, it's the In Wheel Time car show, your weekly go-to all-things automotive place. Just ahead, the latest on the car rental debacle. What? We'll have This Week in Auto History and get you updated on the stories making automotive news headlines this week. Howdy along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong. We need more Jeff Zekin. Mm -hmm. I'm Don Armstrong. So glad that you could join us today. You know, we took, mentioned a little bit earlier uh, that uh, the car rental thing is a deal. And we thought it would be kind of appropriate since we're really in, in the beginnings of summer break. And a lot of people are flying, finally, after uh, almost two years of not flying. Record attendance on flights. Yeah. And uh, so when you get to your destination, a lot of people rent a car. Mm-hmm. You're one of them. I'm yeah. one of them. I, yeah. I rent quite often, and oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's unbelievably expensive right now. Yeah. Uh, and there are no more weekend deals. Remember, they used to have, oh, rent a car, half price this weekend, free mileage, all of that good I, stuff. I have rented a car from the Oakland airport for nine ninety five a day. Now is Quite a few years yeah, ago. Say, no, it was probably less than 10 years ago because that was when Austin was still in college. Well, Christopher Elliott is author, advocate, and journalist who writes for the Washington Post, among others. And uh, he wrote a story about car apocalypse and the rent car debacle. He joins us now. Christopher, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. Morning. How are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. What a mess this whole car rental thing has turned into. I mean, you got Hertz that it filed for Chapter 11. I think that they're coming back now. Um, they've sold off inventory because nobody was renting cars. They've gotten themselves in a real pickle, mm -hmm. and now they're having to go out and buy used cars to kind of fill the gap. Tell us about what you've discovered. What I can tell you is that the car rental industry has never seen this kind of a shortage of vehicles ever in its history. I mean, this is they're calling it the carpocalypse. I'm talking to people who have spent three or four times more than they normally would on a rental car. And it's exactly for the reasons that you say. Yep. What actually happened was that the car rental companies scaled down. They sold off a lot of their fleets. Talk about Hertz. They actually uh, they filed for bankruptcy protection. And then they underestimated what demand would be coming out of the pandemic. And then there was a chip shortage. So all that conspired together to create what we have now, this extreme shortage of rental cars. Well, I can tell you that I work at a hobby airport in my regular job uh, during the week, and I pass by the Hertz rental lot every day. At the airport? At the airport, out at uh, Hobby Airport, uh, the city's close-to-town airport here. And I can tell you that there, there are no cars on the lot. I mean, they have a, a, a station where they take the cars, some mm -hmm. of them, yeah. over to the airport, but most of them get bussed over to the main lot. There's no cars. Wow. And, uh, you know, usually when I go through the intersection of Monroe and Airport Boulevard, mm -hmm. it's the same road, that same turn going into Hobby Airport yep. that all the other cars and the car rental fleets with their buses go in. There are no bus rentals, uh, rental buses yeah. uh, going back to the airport. Because they have no inventory. There's no inventory. And uh, the lady that uh, I, I'm familiar with that works out there at Hobby Airport, uh, she rents National and Enterprise. And she tells me, because I check with her every day, how's it going? Oh, my God, I'm pulling my hair out. I, gotta, I can't find cars. You know, somebody's wrecked a car. 
oh my God, that's a crisis now. Yeah, exactly. One car in the car rental fleet it, that gets wrecked puts a hurt. It, yeah, yeah it, it hurts, hurts it even on. more. And so, um, what do you what do you see as the future here? I mean, is there going to be a time you think in the near future before we get out of the summer that somebody's going to get caught up? No. <laughs> no, I see you guys shaking your heads. Uh, obviously, you know the same thing that I do, which is that this is not going to end anytime soon because the chip shortage, of course, is an issue. But then uh, the car rental companies made a really big mistake. Uh, you might even say it hurts right now. Yep. Yep. Well, good. <laughs> um, Touche. And, and so and it definitely is hurting consumers. You know, I run a nonprofit organization called Elliott Advocacy. We help people every day. We've been getting a lot of cases on rental car uh, issues not just prices, but also dirty rental cars, car rental cars that break down. When you start to think about why that's happening, it's that they're dirty because you have to, you're, the cars come back, you have to turn them around quickly because there's so few of them. Right. And then they're keeping them longer and buying, as you said, used cars to uh, replenish their fleets. And used cars, you know, they're not always the most reliable. Yeah, well, when I was in uh, in San Jose last weekend, I rented a Ford Fusion hybrid, and F- Fusion's actually been out of production a few years, and this one had 63,000 miles on it, wow. which means it's either been in the rental fleet forever or was a used car they bought and put in the rental fleet. And when I worked for General Motors back in the 80s and 90s, you know, GM had a thing with the rental companies. They were double, tripling, and in some cases, quad-cycling the rental fleets because it helped them keep production running by selling to the rental fleets. They were totally replacing their rental fleets two, three, four times a year, and that really kept the mileage down. Well, now with chip shortage, they can't get anything because the rental fleets buy at a significant discount, and uh, the car companies can't even supply enough cars to the dealerships. Well, in addition to that, let me just say that, you know, Know, Ford typically was the supplier for Hertz. Right, right. And and now Ford isn't making cars. Everything that they make is an SUV. SUV. Well, everything that the general public is buying is an SUV or right. a truck. And uh, so I think that th- that also, I think, has added somewhat to the shortage of the car rental fleets. Because, you know, you used to be able to go to the Hertz or Enterprise or whoever it is that you rent cars from and get you an Econo box. Right. right. See a, a Kano box on a. Oh well, yeah! Now it's going to be a Hyundai. It's going to be a Kia. Yeah, and it, that and that's really you know the bulk of a lot of rental fleets. Right yeah, now. and you know I will say this that you don't see too many Econo boxes anymore. Not and, only that, but you have when folks do have an accident and they go into a body shop, they can rent through the body shop or the dealership. That's having the same crisis yeah, as well. Exactly. So, so you, but you also mentioned that that you know, like the dirty cars and uh, the quick turnaround because they got to turn them around quicker because they got fewer of them. Don't you think some of that's impacted by by I guess the 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 labor issues that are going on right now? People, you know, everybody's looking for somebody to hire. That's a great point. You know, I'm actually working on another piece right now for the Post, talking about some of that, and and I and it just occurred to me that yeah, I had a story about uh, a month ago that talked about the labor shortage in the hospitality industry, which of course is affecting the car rental industry as well. The thing about these rental car jobs is you, you know probably more than I do is that they are incentive-based. So people are getting paid close to minimum wage when they are working up uh, the front desk or the rental agency counter. And then they're incentivized based on how much insurance they could sell or upgrades they can sell. 
if there's no insurance or upgrades to sell or if there are fewer cars, that makes it really difficult. And it's a less desirable job. So, of course, people are going somewhere else to find work. And, uh, and what you have is what you see right now, which is that there's just no cars and the service is not so good either. Well, I was also thinking about you know, when that car comes back, you know, somebody's got to take that car and wash it and clean it up, put gas in it and stuff and get it ready for the next customer. And if they're, they're turning them over quicker, whereas they might have had an overnight shift, per se, to come in and to clean them up at night to get ready for the next day, they may not have that luxury anymore. Don't have the people to work the nights to begin with, plus the time to get them ready. Or if you've left yeah. a personal belonging in the car, it's gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the, the rental fleets. And then the prices... Um, I was happy to pay $84 a day in San Jose. Um, I had paid uh, earlier, in, well, in the month of May, I paid $159 a day for a car in Oklahoma City. And typically in Oklahoma City, I could rent, you know, even a, a midsize SUV for under $40 yeah, a day. $49. And now it's, it's unbelievably expensive. So, Christopher, are, are the prognosticators giving an idea as to when we might see things begin to come back to normal in the rent car industry? Yeah, I realize I should have answered your question. Sorry about that. Yes, uh, we're, it's not going to happen at least until the end of the year and probably not until early 22. you got to get this chip shortage figured out and then some of the other issues that we've been talking about. In the meantime, though, people are doing uh, these car sharing things. Toro, get around. There's a new one called Avail that people are using uh, by Allstate and they are Renting other people, it's like Airbnb for cars. So they're running, you know, you guys have probably talked about this on the show. They're, they're taking other people's cars. Um, and then they're getting very creative when it comes to uh, transportation options. So, for example, instead of going on vacation somewhere where they need a rental car, they're going to a place that's got more pedestrian access or mass transit. Makes Either sense. that or yeah. taking their own car on vacation, right. because I understand there's a huge uptick in driving yourself to wherever you want to go. That is true. That is absolutely true. Uh, I've been seeing those statistics as well, is that more people are driving. You know, it's interesting because, you know, being in the journalism side of things, uh, our, our editors assume that everyone vacations the same way that they do, which is fly somewhere and rent a car. But in fact, more than 80%, close to 90% of all vacations are taken by car, by, with your car. So taking, taking your car is really a pretty good idea, actually. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a child of uh, the baby boomer era. Yep. And when we went on vacation, it was always a family vacation. And just for me personally, I can tell you that I have very fond memories of those vacations. <laughs> going to the Rocky Mountains, going to Aunt Virginia's house, going down to Florida, going away, maybe a thousand miles away from Wisconsin or from, from Houston. In the uh, family to, truckster with it, no air conditioning back uh, then. That's, that's the, ride, right. the ride in the car was an event. You it had was your snacks and your pillows and all that. You get yeah. to do this to the truck drivers yep. going by. <laughs> well, and matter of fact, uh, I came up with this weird thing that I collect pop bottle caps. Oh, there you go. So every time we stopped and got gas, if there, if there was a soda machine a that soda? had bottles, yeah. get a soda and ask the guy if he could have the caps. Yeah. Put them in a big bag and go through them, see what wow. you got. And you play the license plate bingo all or whatever that, it was. All that stuff. Those, those, those were fun things. So there is something to be said for taking the family car. Well, yes. you, had, you had mentioned uh, Toro and Get Around. Uh, my son living in San Francisco, he, he makes good use of Toro and Get Around. Uh, I guess Get Around's kind of more of the, the basic car 
Toro, he said, is a little bit more high-level car where you could, you, you know, you could rent some pretty, pretty fancy stuff on Toro if you're willing to pay the price. But what a great way for somebody who has a car that's inactive and paying for parking space someplace to get it out of the parking space and save them a couple of dollars a day and get rental income from the vehicle. I'm Just- not li- giving my car to anybody <laughs> oh, are you well, that, kidding but that, me that, that that's that's kind of the car that's in, on the toro website rent your corvette is, is, well there's corvettes hell there's, no you know all kinds of stuff but you can rent from the littlest car to the biggest car christopher let me ask well, you this yeah. would you rent, rent your personal car out to somebody that you don't know what is it first of all absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> regardless of what it is see i'm no, just telling care. you i'm sorry you know now if i I've had seen the things Huh? Go that ahead. Rental companies do their rental customers do to their cars, and it's horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely horrible. Listen, I've, I, been, I've I, been one of them. I, <laughs> I think that we've all trashed a, a rent car a no, time or two. No. Oh, you're such a liar. I have spilled a cup of coffee in one. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. I, I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen. So what? Uh, what is on your list to write about? Continuing this saga of the carpocalypse that we're all going through. My follow-up story, which I'm working on right now, I actually have a draft open in another tab, is on why your car rental. Uh, cool story. Yeah, cool, that was cool. fun. Yeah. You know, and looking at, from his perspective, looking at it as an overview of everything, as opposed to my perspective, which is just how it affects me personally, um, you know, he's seeing, he's seeing the, the national problems with it. Yeah. Well, I, I personally... I mean, you, you know that I've been working on getting the Corvette fixed up so I could take a road trip. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't quite I, – I took a mini road trip to LaGrange. Okay. But I want to get that 1,000-mile oh, road oh, trip oh. in and, uh, and so I can get all of my warranty stuff with BG. What, what are you talking about? What are you laughing at? Well, we were wondering why you were going to LaGrange. Has it been that long? No, 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 no. No, no. no I was just, just kind of, uh, a song came to mind. And yeah. just, oh, oh. oh, I thought it was Baby Little Shark. ZZ no. Baby Shark, Baby Shark. Hey, you know what? Free Britney. I think that, I think that we just go ahead. Back and, to the Corvette. Let Free you Britney. guys go ahead and do, do your thing. I'll just so, sit here and did you listen. go to that? There's a real good car collection up in LaGrange I as did well. not go to that. I went to a bed and breakfast. My, my daughter uh, got engaged that particular See. weekend. Okay. And so uh, I went up there and kind of celebrated with them at the bed and breakfast, and it was a very nice time. Yeah, congratulations, nice. Amy. Congrats. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, Amy got engaged? Yes. Okay. No, well, we, met the, we met the young man yes. a yeah. couple the, of weeks the drag ago. Strip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is Katie going to get engaged? Let's hope not. He's not ready. <laughs> I hope not for whoever he might be. Yeah. So, uh, at any rate, uh, let's move on, shall we? And let's take a look at a thing that Conrad <laughs> does called This trouble. Week in Auto History. Well, free um, for, for those of you who are, uh, are, are looking at the signs here, Jeff Wiseman um, is, is a fan of Britney Spears and his band, does a full set of Britney, and that's when Jeff dresses up Who's in Jeff the, Weisman? Jeff Weisman. Yeah, I'm yeah. Jeff Zeke. Where did I get Jeff Weisman from? We need Jeff more Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but we don't need another Jeff. We need just more hey, of this hey, Jeff. Hey, hey. So in, in 1903, Ford Motor Company uh, was officially incorporated with a capital of $28,000. And this is actually the Ford Model A, which preceded the Model T. And uh, Henry Ford was... 
That uh, is fine. not the Model A that I'm familiar That with. is the original Model A. That's pretty. Yep. That's good. Which was before the Model T. And uh, Henry Ford was vice president. Primary stockholders were Henry Ford... Horace and John Dodge were primary stockholders in Ford in the beginning. In 1940, the first lady of drag racing was born in Schenectady, New York. She was the first woman to receive a license to drive a top fuel dragster in NHRA, and she won three championships in 77, 80, and 82. And we've had her on the show a number of times, and she's just a killer uh, interview. She's just a hoot to talk to. In 1949, NASCAR staged its first Grand National event at the Charlotte Fairgrounds, uh, and the event marked the birth of NASCAR racing as we know it today. Except back then, those were truly stock cars, you know. And if you you know you look at the one on the left, and that's the Hudson. That's what I was thinking. And if you look at the one on the right. It's an Oldsmobile. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's Hudson, a rally. Back in the beginning, Oldsmobile and Hudson had dominated NASCAR. Well, the difference is that one's running. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> and then, actually, this event was run by, uh, was uh, won by Jim Roper in a Hot Rod Lincoln. Cool. In 1956, the last Packard uh, was made, the classic American luxury car oh. with the famously ignatic... Ign- enigmatic slogan, Ask the Man Who Owns One, rolled off the production line, and I believe this was a Caribbean convertible. Um, They they were always... Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? uh, Ask Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Jimmy Buffett. What is it, Caribbean or Caribbean? Depends on which song it is. Please go ahead. Caribbean. And then in 1990... Handsome Harry Gant, I'm not real sure where Handsome came from, but that was his nickname, uh, was the oldest driver to win a Winston Cup race. I loved Harry Gant. When he won the Miller Genuine Draft 500 in Pocono, Pennsylvania. And that's Skull, were, brother. And that's in yep. the and, and Skull. And, he was uh, 50 K. years and 158 days. And what was he driving? Next picture, please. In Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Yes. See, um, again, that one's running. That that one that one was running out front, and actually that was the final. Wasn't he killed at Daytona? No, no, not Harry Gant. Mm-hmm. Harry Gant, Harry Gant didn't die in a car wreck, but uh, behind him was that was uh, Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. And actually, this race was the fourth of four in a row that Harry Gant won. So everybody was accusing him of cheating because he won four in a row. That's Mark Martin in the number six in the number, the Folgers car behind yep. him, and and yep. Rusty Wallace in yep. the genuine draft. Let's just car go through the field. Him. In 1991, Mazda won the 24 hours of Le Mans in the uh, 787B. Uh, first, well, hold on. Now, that's not the Mazda. No, <laughs> 787B. Um, and that was broke. the first time an automaker outside of a Western European automaker had won the prestigious title. And uh, that was the first time that a Wankel engine uh, vehicle won the. Uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans, wow. and they say the sound of this car going past was exquisite. It was a four-rotor engine that had three spark plugs per right. rotor. So they, they, they said this thing just screamed on the way by. Now, I've heard videos and stuff of it. Pretty interesting sound of that car. Very, very famous Le Mans car. In this week, in 1994, viewers across the nation glued to their television screens to, to watch the 40-mile-an-hour chase uh, down the 405 as Al Cowan was driving O.J. Simpson hiding in the back of the white Ford Bronco. Nice. Uh, and he was uh, uh, 
suspected of killing uh, Nicole Brown and her friend uh, Ron, Ronald Goldman. Free Britney. Free Britney. In 2001, uh, the release of Fast and the Furious, the crime drama-based uh, movie of the underground world of street racing in Southern California, debuted. And now they are about to debut, or I guess they have debuted, F9, the ninth version of Fast and the Furious. That's a little crazy. So that was this week in auto history. Thank you very much. Uh, crash rates have jumped in some states that have legalized recreational use and retail sales of marijuana. What? But drivers who use marijuana alone were no more likely to be involved in crashes than drivers who hadn't used the drug, according to and some studies. Oh, there you go. <laughs> A and separate we're doing IIHA uh, study of injured drivers who visited three emergency rooms in California, Colorado, and Oregon showed no increased crash risk associated with marijuana except when combined with alcohol. This conclusion is consistent with the 2015 study by NHTSA. Hey, man, where are you going to put that? (laughs) Hold my joint. Watch this. (laughs) Self-driving truck technology company Too Simple Holdings said Wednesday it will open a new Texas facility that will enable it to put trucks to work hauling freight on the roads of southeastern U.S. states within six months. Wow. company which outfits trucks with self-driving technology is opening a new terminal in Alliance, Texas, up near Austin, I mean uh, Dallas, to serve the Texas Triangle, an area that includes Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, and Austin, adding 3,000 miles to its network. Be on the look for that. FedEx and Neuro said Tuesday they'll test autonomous multi-stop and appointment-based delivery in Houston. Uh, in April, Neuro partnered with Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Anyhow, go ahead. For robotic pizza delivery here in Houston, Nero also piloted an autonomous delivery service with Kroger and tested prescription delivery with CVS Pharmacy. So it's National Work from Home Week, uh, and GMC is uh, having a part of it. Uh, they are offering 30 days of free in-car Wi-Fi to the first 20,000 existing GMC owners to claim the offer, and it's going to pop up on our Facebook page, the link to it at the conclusion of the show. They can go get three, three, uh, 30 days of free Wi-Fi via GMC truck. Okay. General Motors and Royal Dutch Shell teaming up in the U.S. to expand EV charging and household energy plans, drawing on renewable resources, automakers, and Shell-owned power company MP2 Energy are starting their joint project here in Texas where owners of GM electric vehicles can get free overnight charging this summer. Both companies. The company is to provide comprehensive energy programs to GM's customers and supply chain partners, including fixed rate. What are you doing? Trying to fix my, my mic. It's going in and out. Okay, well, let me just do this while you're fooling with that. <laughs> Uh, including fixed-rate home energy plans backed by 100% renewable energy. Um, as a matter of fact, I m- made a dash over to First Colony Mall and found wow. free chargers awesome. over there. Is that like in the garage area? No, it's out in the parking lot. Oh. I, w- I was kind of uh, taken aback by it all. Wow. Uh-huh. I-, I didn't realize that they had such a thing. They're, they're, by the way, I wanted to remind everybody that uh, qualifying is going to be on TV for today's Summit Racing Equipment Nationals uh, from the NHRA. Begins at 1 o'clock this afternoon on cool. FS1. Qualifying tomorrow uh, begins at 11.30 on FS1. And eliminations take place uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock on the Fox Network. So hmm. I just wanted to uh, bring that up if That's you're an cool NHRA thing. follower. Yep. 
certainly mm -hmm. am. I also have a feature that I want to do in the next couple of hours. It's called 11 Things You Should Not Keep in Your Glove Compartment. I ran across that story this week. and uh, Snickers I, I, bar. I think that you'll, you'll enjoy that. Candy bars. All right. Uh, time now for a quick break. A uh, brief message or two. Sure. Here on the In Wheel Time Show. We'll be right back. Whether you own a newer car or want to keep your older one humming along for a while longer, think of Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Bayway Chevy, and Bayway Lincoln to keep things in tip-top shape. From oil changes to major repairs, you can depend on the highly skilled service pros at Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Bayway Chevrolet, and Bayway Lincoln to perform fast, efficient service to keep your investment running strong. For all your service needs, remember Bayway. Schedule your next appointment online anytime. Bayway, keeping it original. Tailpipes and Tacos, Houston's premier monthly car cruise-in returns Saturday, July 17th at two Loopy Tortilla Mexican restaurants in Katy and inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone's invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals and resto mods at two locations. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard just south of I-10 and Katy and inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in. Tailpipes and tacos inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway in Kirby and in Katy on the Grand Parkway just south of I-10 where you'll see the In Wheel Time Car Show. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise-in, July 17th, 8 to 11 a.m., weather permitting. You see all the new ceramic car wash cleaners on TV now, but John Gray at Gulf Coast Auto Shield has been using ceramic coatings on Houston's most expensive cars for years, and he'll tell you that nothing beats the real thing. Gulf Coast Auto Shield installs a coating over your paint that actually comes with a warranty. If you just picked up your Lambo, your Aston Martin, Porsche, Ferrari, any other exotic car, chances are your car will have company that have already found Gulf Coast Auto Shield. Now, you don't have to own an exotic. Maybe you got a truck, an SUV, or even an older vehicle that needs a little love. Well, let John Gray give it a look and give you an estimate on refurbishing that paint and making your vehicle look new again. How about getting a gift certificate for the wife's birthday or anniversary from Gulf Coast Auto Shield and tell her, honey, I know you love your car, so why don't we get it looking? new again. It'll be the best gift ever, one that she'll never forget. Get hold of John Gray at gcautoshield.com or give him a call 832-264-0670. Gulf Coast Auto Shield. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.